0: Hello, everybody. This is Bart Sharp of Becoming Quantum Conscious on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network, UPRN, at 107.7 and 103.5, broadcasting out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana. And we are also on Roku Cable Television. You can check us out live and see how beautiful we really are. Or you can go to the UPRN website, YouTube, Facebook, and other uh, platforms out there uh, to catch into the show or just simply hear us on the radio out of New Orleans. But I am not out of New Orleans. I'm out of Austin, Texas, which is quite beautiful out today. we're the envy of the United States, I suppose, with all of this warm, clear, sunny weather, just perfect for getting out there and getting the suntan. So today we have Paul Hubbard uh, out of Holographic Sound Healing. Um, welcome to the show, Paul.
1: Thanks, Bart. Great to be here
0: yeah uh, I've known Paul for quite a while and he is he has you've been doing sound healing uh, forever. I mean you you took it in 20, 30 years ago.
1: I, I actually began in 1991. Wow. So it's yes, it's been a while.
0: Right when the new age was starting up yeah and we we're all experimenting and you got into sound healing i did and uh, what brought you what what started that sequence
1: well <clears throat> my background is in psychology and i i worked with uh, uh, families and addictions for many years and in 1991 i got a message from spirit and the message was if you don't start using your voice you're going to regret it for the rest of your life and no. I thought, well, God, you know, that's that I, it terrified me, you know, <laughs> to take that kind of a leap. But I did, and uh, just got on the path.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and you've been on it. Uh, of course, Paul is in North Austin, and I am in South Austin. But he has been a leader in the community here, but also worldwide. Uh, you, you told me that. You are preparing to go to South Africa to teach classes there.
1: I am. I've got two two trainings coming up in April of this year, uh, one in Johannesburg and one in uh, Cape Town. And it's a certification training teaching people how to specifically use sound holographically or multidimensionally, which is it's a very unique approach to sound healing. Well, that sounds really intriguing
0: to say sound healing multi-dimensionally. Can you uh, give us a little bit more juicy information on that?
1: Sure. Um, The holographic sound, it's, it's very specific in that it's different than other sound healing modalities and experiences in that we take and we blend sound with sacred geometry and the sacred geometry actually opens the sound up into its multidimensional form and so in in doing that we hit every level of consciousness nothing's left unturned so it's it's extremely powerful and it's actually been around for a long time but has been underground until around 1999 and that's when it resurfaced
0: Mm. Yeah, well, so much was just being discovered in those beautiful nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties of the new age movement of different modalities, we trying new things. But uh,
1: and we were we were no. very woo woo called back then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Now, now that we're now we're almost mainstream.
0: Exactly. I never hear the, the millennials in, in Austin talk about woo-woo. It doesn't seem to be part of their vocabulary.
1: No, we they they got to skip over that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. because uh, I, I meet all kinds of people in Austin that have taken your courses and uh you use crystal bowls
1: I do. for yours. I do. And See, one of the beauties is that uh, in the holographic sound, I teach about using the voice for healing purpose, along with the geometries. And the thing about the voice is that it's the most powerful instrument that we have available to us. I mean there's there's virtually no limitation as to as to what we can do. It's a living instrument. and that's the beauty also of the crystal bowls is that they're living energies it's a living instrument because the crystal it grows Mm. you know it shifts it changes and that's you know that's i mean we can't not that you can apply the holographic sound utilizing any instrument but these two are top of the list either the voice or the crystal bowls or a blend of both
0: wow and, and when you talk about your sacred geometry, do you put sacred geometry underneath the bowls or is it behind you, like in a big diagram? How does that work?
1: Well, Bart, you'll have to come to the workshop to find that out. Oh, way. <laughs> now, it's, it's more than that. I mean, that's something that you can do, but it's also a, a visualization of specific geometries. And then adding the sound into that vision, and into that um, um, that that uh, uh, matrix of energy.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well,
1: should, should I sign you up?
0: <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, I need to. I've uh, I'm I'm starting to get more into the sound healing. Yeah. You know, and but I've been using two new forks,
1: uh-huh.
0: but, and they're really great. I like them. Uh, nice. There's benefits with that, but with the crystal bowls, there's a lot of technique in it that, you know, there's a big difference between uh, someone that's done it for a long time. I have a friend in France. I want to give her a part Michaela O'Driscoll out of Keon, France She's a nice English woman. She's been on the show. She's also a naturopathic doctor. That's where she comes on. She's like, you know, you can ask the doc any health questions. I'll be bringing her back in April or May when yeah. I'm in France. However, the artistry in playing the bowls is just amazing
1: to, to behold. Well, thanks. And there there are there are techniques to using the bowls. Um, you can you can simply start out and just gonging the bowls, or you know, dinging them, or gently playing them. And uh, but there there's so many different nuances that you can use to you know to create different aspects of the sound. You know, and again, uh, blending. I tell you, there's nothing like taking and utilizing the voice and then blending the bowls into it, or vice versa, beginning with the bowls and then blending the voice into the collaboration with the crystal bowls because they work beautifully together.
0: Mm. They do. Uh, Before we go on, I just want to invite people if you have questions for, for Dr. Paul is, do, Paul is a doctor, a PhD. Um, and I did not announce him that away. Um, uh, so okay. please, please bring them up. This guy has been doing sound healing, sound work, teaching classes, uh, selling bones, doing performances, uh, for ever as uh, so long as he was, he was a season pro when I met him 20 years ago. Um uh, So, you know, guy's been around the block. We won't say how long he's been around the block, but we'll just <laughs> well, say he's been around the block.
1: And same, same for you, Bart.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that. No, anyway, no. Uh, so there's one, one thing, you know, I do shamanic work. It's in, and as I have explored deeper into this journey, it always seems like my voice is so important and that the, the deep things inside of my sacral knowledge, like knowledge that I intuitively know about the world, mm-hmm. uh, vibrational knowledge, that when the vibration gets activated, a different form of wisdom starts to come into my voice and my healing energy start to change and it always seems to come around my voice. Yeah. In my throat area, energetically and when I muscle test this, there just seems to be this connection.
1: Yeah. Any thoughts about how that experience is for you? Well, so many people are, um, when it comes to the throat, so many people are blocked there and, uh, my experience that much of that is coming from past life mm. you know because back you know hundreds of years ago and uh, you know occasionally we may still see it but particularly hundreds of years ago you know it it's uh, you know i i know i've experienced past lives where i've i've lost my head you know i've what been it? do what. How pleasant. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, at least it's quick if they know (laughs) what they're doing. Um, But, you know, and and, and it's been persecuted in multiple ways over different lifetimes. And so what we do to protect ourselves in this lifetime is we place blocks in our throats. And it causes us to, um, it, it just protects us. It's, Mm -hmm. it's an old fear in a current time. And the thing is, is that old fear is not, it's not realistic for this lifetime now. And so, you know, part of the work that I do as well is assisting people in dissolving whatever those blocks are so that they can begin to open up more and more. And a lot of times people will in this lifetime develop experiences where they continue to reinforce that blockage you know like uh i've uh, you know i've run into people men and women where family members will you know will criticize them for using their voice you know um it's like oh please stop singing that is terrible you know or as children children are to be seen and not heard yes you know, and all kinds of stuff like that. And that just reinforces those old blocks.
0: It really reinforces the idea that you change the vibration in your thoughts, in your what you say to change or or it's open to change. Yeah. You still have to break the habit. Like, like if you're going to not be an alcoholic, you're going to no longer go through the refrigerator for a beer.
1: Right, right.
0: But and, it does open, you open that stuff up.
1: Yeah, and that's that's imperative. Because I, I just did a, a training a couple weekends ago here in Austin, Texas. And I had 28 people at the, at the training. And half of them, and maybe more than half even, have that resistance within their, within their throats, within their voices. And so that's one of the first things that we begin to go through to shift, you know, to dissolve that. It, it, it's like acknowledging and recognizing that it has served a purpose for us for many, many years, but that purpose is, is uh, it's no longer uh, useful for us. It's time to let it go and move forward.
0: Hmm. Yeah. How, how do you find that out that you see that so many people are blocked when you're in a class like
1: that? <laughs> yeah, <You> ask them. <laughs> and they tell you. Because when I, you know, when they start understanding more about what they're going to be doing in the training, it's like, oh, no. You mean I'm going to have to use my voice? <laughs> wow. So when we get to that point, it's like, well, yeah, because it's the most powerful instrument that you have available. So why do we not utilize it? And besides that, if you're ever going anywhere, you've always got it. You don't exactly. have to carry something else with you. It's there with you all the time. That's wonderful.
0: Had the had the bowls made you made your voice stronger uh, through this process? I mean, they
1: they actually do. Um, the bowls will help to give a a baseline that you can use as you blend the voice in. Mm. So they, um, <clears throat> it's kind of like a supportive friend, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess it would have a lot of applications too. So if as if I was a salesperson and I was doing holographic sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and singing, I might have a, just a better voice that might be more powerful, therefore more convincing to make sales or something like that.
1: Well, that's true. Absolutely. Any way you can reinforce your voice, it's going to help you in every aspect of your life. Wow, You know, bar none. Um, We, one of the things that I talk about a lot in the training and and give some very basic techniques and that's doing and exercising your voice mm. because, uh, you know, your, your vocal cords and throat, your body, how you bring out sounds it's, it's using various muscles that, uh, if they're, if they're not strengthened or warmed up, you're not going to get as good a result. You know, it's like if you're a skier and you go up on the hill and you don't stretch first, and I've experienced this personally, if I don't stretch first before I go up on the hill to ski, I'm exhausted after one run. You know, Mm -hmm. first time down, it's like I've got to go sit down and rest for a while. If I stretch first, then I'm good for the the whole day. And it's the same thing with the voice. If we will Uh, warm the voice up and stretch those muscles out and what's what's really beautiful about that is that we feel better about ourselves you know because when we vocalize it's like oh I don't sound so bad after all (laughs) you know because we've warmed up you know and it's just and we're more precise with the tones that we create um You know the tones don't go flat or get muddy and stuff like that it's like we've just got more um it's like a a greater sense of control over what our voice is doing wow and and when we're able to do that then we're able to give spirit the divine the universal consciousness more room to work with yeah
0: do do people that are professional musicians and singers uh, come to your classes just absolutely. to read their yeah.
1: voice? Well, yeah, absolutely. Not not just to enhance their voice, but to learn more about particularly the how to blend the voice and the geometries, because a musician can take the geometries and utilize the the whole experience and the techniques. Uh, in gigs, in their performances, uh, with the, their instruments, and it further enhanced the, the entire experience and with the audience. Wow. Because they can further energize the audience with the geometries and the experience of holographic sound. So it's it's very multifaceted as to how we can utilize this energy.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I saw you, this is a few years ago, you were doing a performance
1: um, in a church Uh
0: and you were summoning in
1: angels. I Uh, was and do. (laughs) Still do. Still do. Those guys, those guys are helpful, you know, they're good. Uh, I also work with a, a group of masters fifth dimensional beings known as the Hathors. Yes. And these are extraterrestrials. You, you may have talked about them in, in other shows or something, but these guys are amazing. You know, they're known as masters of sound and love and they are, they're in such pure, beautiful balance and a little known, uh, actually it's becoming more known now, but they were very revered, in early egypt i mean there are many sculptings in egypt in the temples of the hathors and the presence and um, their interaction with the other deities like isis and uh, horus and in fact the goddess hathor uh who is she's she's like a representative or um uh, the ambassador in a sense of the race of beings known as the Hathors. Mm. And that deity and Isis were like, um, like best friends, you know?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I always had the feeling that they were more extraterrestrial as as opposed to being a god or goddess.
1: Oh yeah, they are, definitely. It's It's a little misunderstanding, I think, in those early Egyptian days that uh, because they were so, so much more elevated than the average person, they looked upon them as gods or goddesses. But truly they're extraterrestrials that have a a sense of physical and spiritual technology far beyond what we still, what we understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you, and this just, just so it's beyond coincidental you lead you've been a tour guide for many many years in egypt i have sites um what is some of the evidence that you've seen with uh, egypt and uh,
1: sacred sites and well healing. and in, uh, in 1999 is when i led my first group to egypt and it was pivotal because my return from that that first trip, that's when and that and I've been working with these guys, the Hathors, for several years, but they really stepped out after that first trip to Egypt, and they much of the holographic sound work was downloaded through them, and through some of the the other uh, ascended masters and archangels. Wow! And and that's where the holographic sound work came from is through these these guys you know
0: so they kind of opened you up to this reality by being at these sites is that what you're saying
1: absolutely it, it was pivotal for me and the sites you know people think they've gone to Cairo and see the pyramids and they've seen Egypt not at all mm-hmm. not at all and i'm sure you can understand that too with with the work you do with Mary Magdalene you know, it's like you go one place and you think you've experienced it. And it's like, no, <laughs> no way. The, the temples are off the charts. Phenomenal. I mean, the energies there, the experiences there, that's where people really connect is in the temples and the, the trips. I always include a four day, four night cruise on the Nile you know wow. so so we're cruising the nile and we dock every day and go out and visit different temples and then we come back and we can um assimilate some of our experience and i always will do i i always take uh, a few crystal bowls with me and we do sound meditations in the the specific temples and uh it's extraordinary i mean it, i guarantee And I always tell this to everyone that goes on the trip, I guarantee you will have a transformation. I guarantee that the you that returns will not be the you that started out. Mm. You know, that you will be a new and different person when we return. The vision I get when you say that
0: is (laughs) you're not the first person to do that, but they were doing sound activations with various instruments for 10, 20, 30,000 years in these very temples. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And if it's not the very temple, it's the temple that was there prior to the one that's there now. So all the temples are built on vortexes. And the thing about it is that over time, if they're not utilized, the sand comes in and covers them up. Wow. And then the, the next generation or generations of people that come in they go to the vortex and it just so happens there's a temple under the sand and they build another one on top of it this happened in a temple known as abydos and abydos uh, originally that particular temple it was built by ramses the first started by rams or i'm sorry uh started by seti the first and finished by ramses II, second his son and um Uh, That temple, it's an amazing temple, and beneath that temple is another temple. And that underneath temple, which they refer to as the Osirin, that's where the flower of life is found in Egypt.
0: Goodness gracious.
1: Is at the Osirin temple, and that dates back to around 11 or 12,000 BC, that temple, the older one.
0: one. One could think it could possibly be much older than
1: that. It could be, it could be, but the point is that it dates back to Atlantean times. Yes, it does. It dates back to those last years of Atlantis, at least Yeah. the the Sphinx even further than that, the Sphinx is about 17,000 BC. Wow. So it's been around a while, a while, a while.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, that's, that's just amazing stories. Do you, uh, do you ever see, I mean, as, as I've studied Egypt, which I'm not nearly in your, your experiences, but I've never seen any evidence of where it began. Like it's just been this continual culture, but nobody knows the origins.
1: Well, true. There, it's, there's a lot of lost time. Um, we experienced, you know, that we, we, the, our, our earth and consciousness operates on about a 26,000 year cycle and divided into five parts, which are about 5,200 years each. And around that 5,200 year point, there's always some cataclysmic experience that happens on earth. Hmm. And the last one that we experienced was the great flood the stories around Noah and the, oh, and that's around 8000 B.C. Is that right? No, it's not. No, it's not that far back. OK, it's around uh, 4500 B.C. All right. And then the one previous to that, which is the final days of Atlantis. And that was a, a milder ice age that occurred. About half the U.S. was covered in ice at that point. And do you have a date on that? Um around eleven five BC, somewhere okay. right around there, around that time. Who knows for sure, you know? Yeah, yeah, but that's five thousand, yeah, five thousand year window there. Right. Wow. So it was it was around ten or eleven BC is okay. the that ice age. And I mean ten or eleven thousand BC. Wow. And those were the last days of Atlantis, and then things kind of went underground. If you go through the the Western Desert in Egypt, or in uh, um, in the Arabian Desert, you'll find seashells in the sand. You know that was all ocean at one time. Indeed,
0: and, and Sutara was was a grassy green field.
1: Yeah. Well, after the ocean, yeah, yeah, or wow. before the ocean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just one
0: more question about this uh, with that is like, so there's a lot of theories about the Egyptians using or the ETs, uh, maybe both together, uh, a sound vibration to lift those big heavy stones up.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely extraterrestrial technology using sound Mm. to move the energies. And when I when I talk about this particular kind of technology, it's not like uh, the computers and stuff like that that we're familiar with. This is more of a what I call spiritual technology. And it's utilizing the elements of the universe to create the, the and manifest the sound in a manner that will move physical uh, pieces, indeed, and not just some of the little experiments that we see on on YouTube and uh, Instagram and stuff like that, where they're making little BBs rise. <laughs> it, it's similar, but the thing is, is it's so much. Further advanced. I mean, th- those stones are—you know—we we still. I don't. I don't believe we can actually recreate the building of a pyramid the way those pyramids are built. the The stones themselves would collapse. The mechanical um, pieces that we use to build because they're so heavy. And the crazy thing about it is that they did not even come from around the area where the pyramids are wow they they those particular stones came from all the way south around a city called aswan which is the further one of the furthest parts of the nile f- further southern parts of the nile and that's where those stones came from wow so how did they get them you know are you telling me they put those on boats and floated <laughs> them up the nile a lot of strong donkeys yes no. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And strong, you know,
0: workers. <laughs> yes. Well, we're, we're at the midpoint of the show and I must tell everybody, you are with Dr. Paul Hubbard, uh, sound he- healer, holographic sound. And you can find his website at, I want to make sure I get this right, uh, holographicsound.com. And you can see all of his classes tours uh all about his life and discoveries it's a really great website and you can tell that he's been at this for a while because who would get such a prime uh website title as (laughs) holographicsound.com you're so fortunate and uh, you are on united public radio and ufo paranormal radio network uh, 107.7 and 105.3, broadcasting out of New Orleans. And also we are on Rilku. Uh You can see us on cable, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and on the UPRN website. Uh, we're available in many places. And uh, my name is Bart Sharp, and the show is Becoming Quantum Conscious. You can find my website at bartsharp.com it's really quite simple and so we're just playing with dr paul hubert um hubbard
1: hubbard there you go it's the
0: french version by yes. the way if you're curious uh, uh pronoun- pronouncing that that name uh, Bart, or about...
1: Bart, technically if if you're in france it would be hubert Hubert, of course oh paul hubert we have on the show
0: today yes <laughs> uh Yes, we love it. And uh, it's just amazing because you've been doing this tour guide stuff in Egypt and learning so much about that culture as well as sound healing. Um, so how do you think that, what are some of the things that, you know, in your many years of doing this of how you've seen people
1: change? Well, in the the many years of doing i i i do multiple things but the many years of working with sound i've seen physical change with people emotional change uh, transformations of all sorts i was working with a woman in vancouver canada and she had been diagnosed to have four tumors in one of her breasts we did a session and as the ultrasound showed we dissolved all four tumors in wow, one session cool. one session now <clears throat> uh, you know i don't claim or you know it's not smart <laughs> in our society to claim that we healed her but you know and, and i don't claim that it's just interesting in that she had the tumors, we did a session, and then she didn't. So who knows? Well, I think it's a very good and
0: modest practice to say, I just did the work, and I let it go, and I let that person manifest whatever they're going to
1: create from the experience. And and that's truly what happens, is what we do is we, as practitioners, as holographic sound practitioners, we open the doorways for the person's body to heal itself. We remind it that it has those perfect vibrations, those perfect frequencies in its memory and its storehouse to call on to heal itself, whether it's physical or emotional. So we're not really healers. That's not, that's really, uh, it's an understandable term that we yes. use, but it's not truly what happens. We just open it up and let spirit do the work. Yes, yes,
0: we're we're part of that transformation. And also you've been doing this for quite a few years. Do you feel like you've become a, a bigger conduit of, you know, do you see more, Transformational changes just through your experience
1: and continual practice. Um, I feel like I've like anything. If you continue to practice, you tend to get better at it, or have a better understanding of it. And I I do believe that I uh, that that's occurred with me. And my goal is to. To be able to offer this experience to anybody that's drawn to this type of work, because ultimately the goal is to get it out there because it works. You know, it works in assisting people in transforming into higher consciousness. And yeah. I feel like that's what it's all about. So the more I can touch, the more, and I, I also teach others to teach this work. And that's that's where that extended effect, that ripple effect will happen.
0: Indeed. I think it's a new paradigm uh, that we're in that we are just carriers and that it's it's much bigger than us.
1: Yeah, oh, and, yeah.
0: You know, in that type of humility, we actually just get more powerful. Uh, but when you come back to the humility, <laughs> you're kind of letting that grandiosity that it can seduce you into go. And you just kind of like, well, I, I just do sound healing. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun.
1: Yeah, it's true. And it is. And it's yeah. exciting. God, it's so amazing to see people transform. It is and, and I see that in, in the direct work with people and with groups. Uh, I see that in the, the Egypt journeys. I mean, it, it just I mean, it's, it's amazing. I'm so grateful to be able to, to be able to do this work and to be a part of this kind of experience. Yes, yes, it, it amazes me from where I come from. Uh, It's, I would have never guessed this. It's a leap.
0: How, 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 can you share a little bit what that, what that was, the before and after life of Dr. Paul Hubbard?
1: Well, uh, there are multiple chapters in my life. Uh, The previous one to this, I was in. Uh, addictions work, uh, working with families. I used to run treatment programs. I lived in Los Angeles for 17 years uh, and ran programs accordingly had uh, I was the uh, we had several hospital programs throughout southern California and I you know along the way after the sound came in within a few years I was guided to let that go and to move on which is what I did. Now, previous to that, when I was much younger, I had my own trials and tribulations. Uh, I was I was into drugs uh, as a teenager and young adult. Uh, and I'm not just talking about smoking pot. I mean, I, it was serious. Yeah, yeah. And.
0: Um, <clears throat> but isn't that true with so many healers? We well, I, into the other side unconsciously. And, and at least for me, I was in a very dysfunctional family that was all addicted at some level. Right. But I chose all of that just yeah. so I would get my feet plenty wet in that paradigm. And it gave me the choice of either staying in that boat in the addiction or this huge impetus to just jump out and be something else. Right. Uh, it, it's always a great motivating force.
1: True. And it seems for me, everything that uh, that I end up working with and teaching about, I've had to experience it first. <laughs> that's that's kind of like how the universe works with me. It's like, oh, great. You know, we've got another one. Yeah. Uh, and, and to give you an example, I'm a, uh, I'm also certified in grief recovery. So that's one of my specializing arenas is grief recovery and working with the belief system. And, of course, when it comes to grief, I've lost. It's not just losing people. It's, uh, you know, I've had to declare bankruptcy back in the 90s. What a loss that was. Uh, Relationships. um, And, of course, death. You know, I've lost many, many family members and as a result of that it has catapulted me into resolving my own grief issues and as a result of that being able to work with others and wow. assist them in moving through theirs because mm-hmm. it's it's not always it's not easy and it's not something that people particularly want to talk about or enjoy doing but we have or, to or enjoy doing because it can be so damn painful.
0: It is. And, and I think, you know, just in general, as in my work is I always remind people, whatever's in your past, you can boil it down to an energy when you just tune into your body about what it feels like to hold something such as tons of repressed anger or shame that led you to an, an addictive process. But when right. you get it into that feeling it in a visceral sense, you boil it down to the energy of it and then you start detaching from those stories that you suffered with. And and that to me is the beauty of doing these newer tools because they do do that. Yeah, Which brings me to another question for you. And if anybody has any questions, uh, we've got about 10, 12 more minutes of the show. You can tap that in and Dr. Paul will answer that. But if I was to do a sound healing session or I was learning it myself in classes, which you teach all over the place, um, and I was dealing with addiction issues, for example, Mm -hmm. could I just focus on what that feels like in my body and start doing sound work on it?
1: Um, it, Yes, you can. It's uh, a little more involved than that. Uh, because we want to we want to identify more specifics. And in some cases, uh, if if someone has tried and tried and tried and they just can't can't seem to stay clean. Mm-hmm. Um, then chances are there uh, there are some losses or traumas that preceded that. That laid the groundwork for the the beliefs around addiction see addiction a lot of times is um it's it's uh buffering the pain you know yes. and it's just a way that we're we're dealing with our everyday life well said and so and you know and and so you can't here's here's the beauty around all of that is that there's always something to gain from those experiences. While they may be painful and appear trapping, there's always something once we begin to transcend them or transform them, we've, we've got a plethora of opportunity to learn and to experience and to shift our uh, to shift our history. It doesn't change the details, but it changes the way that we look at the details. Indeed. And, and thank you, Tina
0: Schmidt, for coming in. Um, and I wanted to add to that concept. Uh, I think it takes us, more. you know, when we think of the traumas and our repressed emotions, it always kind of intensifies our sympathetic nervous system. And uh, I think things like meditation, sound healing, uh, Mm -hmm. deep trauma work begin to teach us how to connect to our parasympathetic nervous system. And thus we start to relax into a deeper, higher evolved state of being.
1: Right, right, true. I absolutely agree with that.
0: And Tina Schmidt says, this is such a great meeting. Hi, Dr. Paul.
1: Hi, Tina. How are you? Uh, yeah, it's glad it's, you're here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think th- this this energy work stuff, I know, I know over the years that I've done it, I just get more and more relaxed into a deeper space inside of myself. Yeah. And it is a space. This whole body we have is an energetic space. And just like your title of your website, Holographic Sound or uh, www.holographicsoundhealing.com. It's Paul Hubert and that's
1: H-U-B-B-E-R-T in case you're curious. Okay. But, let me let me back you up here. It's holographicsound.com. com. Did I say something else? Well, I'm getting you too did. excited. I was trying to get <laughs> my
0: next thought while I was saying that. And now I can't remember my next thought. I'm sorry. That relaxed state. That's to me where you break into magic. Yeah. You break into this magical being that you truly are. And uh, whenever I experience holographic sound, which is strangely enough more in France than in the United States, thanks to Michaela Driscoll uh, and her sound classes. I, I, I rent a room from her, so she has like, 15 bowls down in the living room and plays them regularly and for crowds. and, And she's on my tour list or she's on my, she does sound healing in my room, but they always drop me into such a deep state of relaxation and something begins to emerge. Yeah. And here we have a, uh, from April, my addiction, was like me assimilating. I felt everyone could assume alcohol and that's just how I felt about it. But I am sober for eight years and one day, wow. My last drink was January 29th, 2016. I just want my family that do consume, that it's all about you and if you want to have a good time or a bad time. I think it's all about you if you want to have a good time or a bad time. So true. And and, thank you. and having an experience like doing sound healing or energy work or meditation
1: is a good time. You know, in, uh, in recovery, I'm also a, a recovered addict, alcoholic, and uh, have been for many, many years. If I tell you how many years, you'll begin to figure out how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> so... But I'll tell you, it's over thirty-five years, um, and the the thing about in in recovery, it's it's like we we're able to stay clean and sober, and that's just the beginning. Then it's about learning how to live in that new state of being, and even in 12 step programs it talks about venturing out into other aspects that will complement your sobriety yes like meditation like sound healing if you notice a lot of the treatment programs these days they're they're blending in equine therapy and sound healing now and um you know all kind of nature stuff you know it's it's not just about these steps anymore, although that is a powerful base, but there's so many other aspects that take us into higher levels of consciousness. Yes. And it, that's it, what it's all about.
0: Just to clarify, you're talking about the 12 steps of AA. Or I am.
1: A I am. And AA, NA, CA, any of the A's. Al-Anon,
0: which I have been a member of Al-Anon. Um, yeah, they're, 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 it's almost like a launching pad. Yeah, And when you get to that place of freedom that you've learned how to live your life, then all of these great options open up. And it's so interesting, I find, that it's usually in areas of service, helping others, mm-hmm. creativity. It's always something that helps you expand. So if you're out there looking to change and you're going, well, I, I don't want to do, uh, uh, you know, what's right for me. You simply want to listen. If it feels light when you do something or it feels, or you have more energy, you feel more expansive when you do something, you do more of it. Yeah, true. And you got into sound healing and thought, oh my God, this is amazing.
1: Yeah. I like this. Yes. Yes. How yeah. many lifetimes have you been a sound healer, Dr. Paul? <laughs> well, it started back in Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> I would believe that wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, it's it's been a beautiful experience. Yes, For sure.
0: It it has, and when we when we start to acknowledge that we've been these people that have done this. To me, it makes the world a better place or it's like being on Earth is really great. Yes, yeah. there's all of this variety to do things.
1: Right. Right. And we have options whether Indeed. we believe it or not. We have options. Always a choice. Yeah. And the more we believe it, the more options we have. Indeed. 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 And uh, there's always those
0: negative voices that say, you can't do this. And that's maybe like you get your sound, you get your crystal balls out or something. And you bring another higher vibration into your body. And that negative one has less space to exist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We set our intention for whatever our end result is what it is we want to ultimately experience and go for it and don't lose that vision or that imagination. The imagination is the doorway that spirit uses to move into our physical presence, our physical consciousness is through the imagination. Everything is manifest first through the imagination and then into physical being. Indeed.
0: And I've known you for quite some time. And the one thing that I see constant is you're always out there. You're always working. You always have this enthusiasm to do the sound healing. And a lot of the things you've been doing the same way, you know, you you had the same crystal bowls Uh or, you know, of course you sell If you want to buy crystal bowls, Paul is a great guy guy to
1: buy them from. Very unique. I designed my bowls and then have them made to my design.
0: Yeah. So it's all of this enthusiasm that continually expands. And you've been doing this forever, which, you know, it's more than that. Well, I've been this doing this for lifetimes. It's always a choice that you're going to continue to do something that nurtures you.
1: True. Yeah.
0: And so we're coming down to the end of the show. And so I usually give out the end credits, but I ask you a question to think about and you're going to end the show by answering the question. What message do you give to the people out there listening today? As just a final reminder, and while you think about that, I want to tell everybody that you are with Dr. Paul Hubert. Hubbard.
1: After all these years.
0: I know. I know I say it, and then I read this, and I go, no, it's not Hubbard. It's Hubert. No, okay. it's not
1: Hubert. Uh, it's Hubbard.
0: It's Hubbard. That's right. So you are with Dr. Paul Hubbard uh, at, at um, holographicsound.com. And uh, that's where you can find all of his great stuff. And you've spent this beautiful hour and becoming quantum conscious. My name is Bart Sharp. You can find me at bartsharp.com or Mary Magdalene France Tours, which I have one more France tour in September. Otherwise, I'm booked. It's been a very wonderful summer with the tour business. Uh, Also, you are on United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network on 107.7 and 105.3, broadcasting on YouTube, Facebook, and now Roku on cable television and on the UPRN websites, all over the world. And uh, thank you so much, Dr. Paul. And what parting words do you have for everybody?
1: Well, first off, Bart, I want to thank you for having me on the show. It's been a a wonderful experience, as always. Um, My parting words are just realizing that you have a choice, that you are the master of the choices that you make, and know that God, Spirit, the universe will support you every step of the way, and just know that, and always intend for yourself the highest good, highest good, no matter what it is, and sometimes it's not always all that pleasant, you know, but the thing is, is transcending whatever that is will bring you, will catapult you into your higher vibration. Mm. So just keep it up and and do your very best to stay. Forgive when you need to forgive and do your best to stay in balance and harmony and with as minimal judgment of others as possible. And always give
0: yourself the gift to creating something cool in your life, whether it be holographic sound, Shamanism, art, dance, having fun, being a great creator,
1: loving others. Because you are the creator. Indeed. You are the creator of your reality. And the sooner you recognize that, the sooner you'll begin to experience and reap those benefits.
0: Indeed. Thank you so much, Dr. Paul. And we'll see you next week with Shannon Gill with Aquarian Exposition. Are we there yet? Thank you so much. Bye-bye for now.